G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Well, Super Rugby returns this weekend, thank goodness, and as always, there's a lot of focus on the refereeing and the flow of the game, and joining us this morning is the New Zealand Rugby National Referee Manager, Bryce Lawrence, very, very experienced uh, in the laws of the game and officiating the game both on and off the field. Uh, it's great that he's uh, been able to, to help us out uh, and clarify a few things this morning. Bryce, good morning to you. Hey, Smithy, how are you? Yeah, cool, man. Really looking forward to uh, rugby getting back on our screens, particularly all our players back involved, and... Uh, one of the themes that uh, you're hoping for is a faster, more free-flowing uh, game this season. Uh, how do you hope to achieve that, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, the players and, and coaches have really driven most of the game focus areas this year, and all the teams want to play attacking rugby. And to do that, we need to get quick ball and we need to have space on the field. So the referees really, you know, are, are just trying to buy into that and... Um, and, and create space across the whole field. So we'll be strong on offsides, strong on getting quick ball at the breakdown. Um, so getting rid of, you know, as much mess as we can there. We know our New Zealand players are, are really clever on attack and our coaches are really innovative. So our job as referees is just to, to create the parameters that let the players showcase their skills, hopefully. Uh, obviously, uh, when it comes to uh, the officiating side of it too, Bryce, I, I imagine you guys are have been just as frustrated as a lot of people over the time it's taking to complete a game of rugby this time. So what, what methods, methods uh, or what measures have you taken there, uh, particularly around the TMO and the consultation process? Yeah, definitely continued frustration across the whole game. I, we totally understand that. Um, some of that we, we have to improve what we're doing. Um, it's a, a bit of a collective problem, really and a collective solution, but we're going to try and get the referee and ARs, assistant referees, owning as many decisions as they can. So we're going to try and, you know, create a mindset and a positive mindset around, let's just own it, let's be confident, let's get in great position, let's back ourselves, and then we just use the TMO in the background to sweep up any clear and obvious errors or anything that um, we've really got wrong. And really, um, really the mindset is the, is the key, that the referee and the ARs are going to be doing everything they can to get the decision. Obviously, there's some very complex ones in the corner. We'll go to the TMO mm. for those. That's important. But most of it, we're going to try and own ourselves. It's great. Uh, I, I applaud that because I think it, it, when, when you, you're almost depowering the referee, who, who should really be the boss in my, my way I look at it, sort of depowering a wee bit when you, you take those. And I think, that'll, I think that's great. I, I think it happens to, across too many sports where... Uh, the more technology you give someone, uh, the less confident they are in making decisions. And uh, would would you see that as a bit of a flow on for r rugby as well, Bryce? Yeah, I totally understand what you're meaning. I, I think just the professional game, Smithy, as you know, in all sports, it, it's so such small margins, and and the need to try and be as perfect as possible, and that's why technology is brought in. Just drives the mindset that I can't afford to make a mistake. Now, we're not going to be aiming to make mistakes for sure, but we also know we're going to make mistakes. It's, it's just human error in a very fast-paced game. What we're trying to do is get back to the original 
philosophy of a TMO is to come in and fix the real big errors that happen once or twice in a game, not to come in for everything. So, look, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, but really our guys need to have a mindset that we're going to back our ability and back our, back our teamwork and the TMO's there to fix anything that we're getting horribly wrong. Okay, let's look at uh, the scrums, which is always, uh, and I, I know you, it's one of your bugbears as well, the, uh, the, the mess around um, the, the time it takes to set a scrum and get it, uh, get it going properly. Uh, 30 seconds, you're looking at perhaps a 30-second window. Yeah, well, it's an interesting one, Smithy. I mean, I, I actually love a good scrum contest, and New Zealand teams are normally very positive and very good at scrummaging, so it's normally not a major blight on our game. But... The law does say that teams have to be ready to set a scrum within 30 seconds of the whistle being blown. So we're just going to proactively and positively manage that, encouraging teams to form up quicker. Um, If we do have resets, which happen in games, I understand that, especially early in the season, you'll see referees blowing time out to stop stop the time being wasted and then blowing time back on when the scrum's set. So we're just going to be really positive around trying to get players at the scrum, getting organised quickly, same at line-out time. Once again, that's what the team coaches and players are telling us they want. Um, our job is just to now go and implement that. Obviously, also, the breakdown is always a, a key area, so uh, you've reinforced the coming-through-the-gate aspect of, of that, uh, and also the, the first man there making a positive a positive step towards uh, ball security or, or, or winning the ball, a definite move there, not just lying over the top as such. So... Another focus on that contentious area. Yeah, it's complex, it's quick, it's dynamic. It's also extremely important. There's about 250 of them in a game. Referee's job, create the parameters so the players know what's allowed, what's not allowed. Um, Get the clear and obvious things. Uh, Good teams adapt very quickly at that breakdown area. The general theme from coaches, the attack needs the confidence to play. Defenders, so guys arriving at the breakdown to, to win the ball, often called a jackler. That's fine, that's encouraged, but they have to be perfect in supporting their body weight to be rewarded. So just a slight slight swing towards uh, supporting the attack and a bit of a higher threshold around what we expect from the defenders. No captain's challenge. Uh, interesting. Goal line dropout to uh, continue. 20-minute red card replacement. Love that one. And a 50-22 uh, uh, kick, uh, of course, rewarding uh, the side back with possession. And golden points. So we've seen all these uh, before. No more captain's challenge, though. Yeah, the teams didn't like the captain's challenge. The coaches didn't like it. Uh, to be fair, the referees didn't really like it. It just slowed the game down. Um, it was worth a trial. Um, I think captains, coaches um, have accepted that it probably wasn't a good look for the game. And, um, yeah, let's get the game moving in. And everybody... 100% agreed to drop the captain's challenge. Okay, that's cool. Right, let's look at um, how you guys have been uh, getting alongside uh, the players while I've uh, been in camp. I understand, uh, Brendan Pickle, you've, you've picked a side out for each referee to uh, to run alongside. Is that correct? So everyone knows fully what's going on uh, and the way the referees are going to approach this. So uh, you've, uh, well, you've had Brendan Pickle, Mike Fraser, Ben O'Keefe, Paul Williams, James Dolman and Angus Maybe associated with uh, each of our teams? Yeah, one referee with each team, a new initiative this year. Um, Two reasons, really. Uh, Help the referee get some purposeful practice by being at trainings and um, 
practicing their craft, which is very hard to do, and also to support the teams uh, around their law knowledge, uh, their trends, uh, things that they can do to improve. Massively positive early season and, and in pre-season. Um, important bit is that where possible, and it's going to be almost always possible, the referee with that team won't referee or AR or TMO that side, and we're going to try really hard, even with COVID, to achieve that. That just creates a bit more, um, a bit more of a team feel for the refs. So I was along it with Brendan at the Blues, for example, totally involved in the team, totally involved in training, invited to the golf day on a Wednesday with a couple of the coaches and some of the players. Brendan learning a lot about the game and what the teams are doing, and also being able to pass on some knowledge to the players around. Yes, that's okay. That's probably not going to be okay. If you tried this, it might be more successful. Be careful with this. Uh, really positive so far. COVID threw a bit of a spanner in the works with Queenstown. Guys aren't in, aren't in with teams at the moment. We've got our own bubble down there. But mm. they're giving uh, coaches feedback on, after watching games. And, no, really positive overall, Smithy. That's great. Uh, the other great thing, too, uh, is you've been able to appoint three women referees, Tiana and Nawati, uh, Lauren Jenner and... Uh, Maggie Kogaroa uh, for Super Rugby or Picky, and uh, we're all waiting for that to start. We're not quite sure when, but uh, that gives you a, um, a, a real core of experience uh, to officiate the women's game as well. Yeah, we're still trying to develop as much as possible our top female officials. Um, Lauren and Maggie have just been appointed to um, go up and referee Six Nations, so that'll be exciting for them. Um, Tiana was also um, likely to be involved in World Rugby, um, appointments, but has just recently taken on a new high-performance role with Bay of Plenty Rugby. But we're really trying to create as many opportunities, just like the players, for our female referees to hopefully be selected for Rugby World Cup 21 in 2022. So it's just a, it's the same as the players. They need to be extended at, um, at a new level. Uh, let's hope that tournament continues. I know everyone's trying desperately hard to work out you know, how that tournament can be run successfully under COVID restrictions and our referees are super excited because it's a level, you know, hopefully higher than they've ever refereed before. Bryce, always good to catch up with you. Um, enjoy uh, your uh, your openness and honesty about uh, what's going on uh, around the officiating of the game. And uh, I think we're all looking at the same uh, the, the same product this, this year, a, a faster one and uh, everyone working together on it. Hey, thank, thanks for outlining and, and clarifying those points for us. Cheers, mate. Have a good week.